All right, welcome everybody to I've Been Thinking, the podcast where everyday thoughts lead to extraordinary conversations. I got Mike with me today. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Fantastic. So before we jump in, I got a few notes to uh, kind of just talk about. Uh, the first is if you if you are noticing or maybe not noticing or just new to the podcast, after each episode, Mike does a discourse on each episode, and you can see that under each episode's description. Uh, they are delicious, so please check them out. Uh, we now have a weekly newsletter that comes out every Friday, and it basically recaps insights from the, the last podcast we did and talks about some actionable tips you can use throughout the next week. We will have a link in the description of each episode, and you can basically subscribe using this Linktree link. Then last but definitely not least, we are getting some fantastic comments on our TikToks, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to Hurricane.h on a TikTok comment where he mentioned that uh, think of the body as a receptor that tunes the frequencies the spirit is attracted to. So you can change who you are, but it has to be body and mind. And if you haven't checked this out, uh, this is from the last episode, episode number three. I would highly recommend to check it out. We talk about neurons in some ways that maybe neurons aren't even supposed to be talked about because, you know, what do we know? But it is a definitely interesting com conversation. Uh, beyond that, let's let's jump in. So, uh, yeah, so Mike, today uh, I was torn between two topics, actually. One of them was uh, talking about building a community, and the other was being alone. Mm. So very opposite things. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, I was like, okay, well, we talked about conversation last time, which kind of ties a community aspect into it. So maybe we should talk about being alone. And I was like, oh, I don't really know. Like, is that even, like, is that something that we should even want to talk about? Mm. And I was contemplating it. And then all of a sudden we got a comment, uh, for, shout out to Hannah that said, maybe you should start with why you are struggling to be alone. <laughs> and this was a comment on a video we, we kind of sent out and it was talking about like making friends and like the friendship effect that we had. If you haven't seen the last episode, which is episode three, check it out. So that comment just made me say, mm. okay, let's just send it. Let's just talk about being alone because here's a sign and I should just, I should just take this sign. So what are your thoughts on being alone? So tell me again what the comment was. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. So Hannah said, maybe you should start with why you're, why you're struggling to be alone and this was the conversation mm. we had where I was talking about how when you make a friend, if it's just someone that also doesn't have friends, you have each other and, and that's great. But if you find a friend that has friends, now you're in their entire circle. And so she was basically mentioning that, mm. yeah, start with Interesting. being alone in general. Mm. Yeah. I think it is an interesting point uh, to ask the question, why are you struggling to be alone? Um <clears throat> and I do think I <clears throat> said something along those lines in the last discussion where we were talking about um, the idea of being validated and getting that from conversation or from other people. Mm -hmm. And I think I asked the question, you know, where should you get your validation from? Like what, what validation should you rely on? And uh, I think I made the point that it's dangerous to rely on other people for your validation, right? And mm -hmm. validation being like valid, like you are, oh, you're good, right? What you are is sufficient. That's what validation would mean. And so for, to rely on other people to tell you that I think is very dangerous because if you need somebody else to tell you that you're good enough 
or you're what you should be, then you are at the mercy of what other people think, right? Um, and so I think that there is great power in um, being solid on your own. But that's a paradox because you can't be alone. So you need to be sufficient on your own, but you're not complete unless you're with other people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I guess in solitude, you basically yeah. have to understand yourself enough so you're better equipped to form more meaningful connections with others. I, I, that's a really good way to say it, yes. 100%. Yeah, it's okay. like... It's like the, the solitude and the time alone, the time to understand yourself and understand what am I actually, what is my identity actually found in? And to me, I think the answer is God. I think each of us can find our deepest, most stable identity in God and in Jesus. And that when you find that, then you're prepared as an individual to go enter into a community or a friendship or a marriage and say, because I'm grounded in what I am, now I can serve you well. And think about mm -hmm. what that would, what that would be if you weren't grounded in your own identity. I think you get a lot of problems that, you know, we all face in relationships. People talk about codependency, right? Like putting too much of your self-worth on somebody else in a relationship um, or not being able to distinguish yourself from the other person in the relationship. Uh, but a healthy relationship or, of any kind being I'm solid in who I am on my own. You're solid in who you are in on your own. But as we come together, we make something that's better than the two of us. That mm -hmm. is a, is a better third thing. And that third thing is a relationship and it might be a marriage, you know, two, two solid people distinct individual people coming together making you know one thing so i think that that is a really is a really good discussion um mm -hmm. how important it is to be solid and kind of complete on your own but it, i don't know is that is that what you mean by being alone like am i talking yeah, I, exactly what you're asking I, I mean, I'm on the same page. There's not something in particular I wanted to, to cover with. I mean, it's not even a question, just, just being alone in general. I think what you brought up is something I've thought about before the podcast of, especially in relationships that codependency, you over time can discover your values. And I, I think that's a pretty big thing. I don't think you like you find values. I think you discover them because you, you, always, you always have them. And so... You might slowly change throughout your life, but you might stay to these core values and it might seem like you're getting new values, but I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think you're just uncovering more and more of yourself. And if, if you don't have or don't focus on that through life, you won't focus on uncovering your values, but uncovering maybe someone else's values and then clinging onto them like, like you mentioned. So I, I agree with that. And I think it's hard if two people, if we're speaking from a relationship perspective, don't have that time for self-discovery. And it's it's interesting because you hear a lot of people who start to date really young and have like these really like 
long relationships. And when you're young, it's sometimes hard because it's a very important part of your life of when you're discovering who you are and the values that you kind of uphold to in, in the future. And so if you never get that time to process those, it, it can be sometimes super difficult. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I, I got a question off of that. Hmm. I'm wondering I'm wondering how you distinguish between like being alone because we're like almost putting this positive spin on it and like, hey, it's it's a really good thing compared to feeling lonely because that has a negative connotation to it. Mm. Yeah. So, you know this, Ryan, but I uh, finished college and decided I was going to go on a road trip for six months. And I had some time in that six months where I had people traveling with me or, you know, meeting family. But I spent a good, good three months just alone in the forest with my truck. And uh, it's definitely, (laughs) it is a fine line between solitude and lonely. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's a, it's a very fine line. And I have some, some formed opinions from that experience. I'm curious what you think before I answer. Like, what do you think the difference is between loneliness and solitude? You can't just leave me with a cliffhanger and then punt off the, the question to me. <laughs> I'm curious what you think. I, I think so. T- being alone to me means like a way to recharge, a way to reflect, mm-hmm. um, personal growth, um, and I see it in a form of like meditation and prayer, almost like you are trying to better yourself. And then I, I see feeling lonely as I, I'm not in a place where I'm trying to better myself. I'm in a place where I need community. And I mm-hmm. think the way I distinguish it is depending on where you are in your life, you need to either be alone or you need community because mm-hmm. you might be going through a difficult time or not. For instance, grief and a loss. I don't think someone should be alone in a when when you have this kind of stage in life. I think you need other people, and so I think I distinguish the two based off the events that are happening in your life. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. That both can be good, right? Hmm. Both being in community and being alone can be good in different circumstances. So how 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 did your experience go with with your road trip? Because you experienced this line, and I'm curious of like what that means. Yeah. Well, I think I think the contrast between loneliness and being alone and solitude is maybe a third thing, right? Like you can be alone but not have solitude. Um and you can be lonely with a bunch of people, right? So they're not necessarily synonymous. It's a good point. Um for me, I like you know, the the months where I was out just in the desert alone or in the forest alone. Um, the solitude was in many ways revitalizing. Like there were a lot of things that I had been dealing with through college relationships, my own beliefs. And, uh, personally at that time it was bitterness. I had, I had just a lot of bitterness towards, uh, religious people and going to church and all of these things that I had been practicing, they had 
become things that I started to detest and was bitter with. And the solitude, and specifically solitude in nature, which is beautiful, um, I think that that time alone took a lot of that away from me. Um, it wasn't anything that I solved or fixed. I didn't, I didn't sit down and overcome my bitterness. It was the, the overwhelming beauty of nature, the sitting in it every day and every night, the enjoying what was right in front of me kind of took away the bitterness. Um, and I, I began to see the world differently again and with clearer eyes and a fresher perspective. And I was able to come back to God and the things that I had been practicing before and see them differently and, and, and want to do them again. Uh, and so for me, that solitude was essential. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, what really put me on track to go on that trip. It wasn't necessarily a conscious decision. Like I need solitude, right? I didn't quite do that. But regardless, the fact that I found the solitude and it, it changed my soul is true. And so I think that solitude can do that. If you, if you allow yourself to step into true quiet, I think quiet is important. Uh, not having like a lot of responsibilities, things to do, like being busy kind of hurts solitude. But if you can find time to just be still, I think that that can be very rejuvenating. At least that's my experience. On the flip side, <laughs> I distinctly remember a campsite in uh, southern Utah, sitting there in the middle of the night, looking at the stars with a campfire with nobody around, just sitting there going, I've never been more lonely than I am right now. <laughs> like I got, there's nobody here and I don't know why I'm still out here. It's been months. And the thing that I want, I remember thinking this, looking at the stars, it being dark for the first time in a long time, feeling like the one thing that I want right now is community. The one thing that I want right now is to go, you know, I was going to move to Seattle was like, I can't wait to move and get to this new place and find a church where I can find people to do life with or find people to be friends with. Like I, I, for the first time in a long time, had that very tangible desire for community. But, but I'm um, wondering there. So you were just saying before, like along this trip, like you're finding this, this peace and, and presence, pre presentness with just solitude. And then all of a sudden it, almost flipped and it's like okay like now i need community like why why do you think that flipped like your mindset changed there like did you did you have enough solitude you're like you know what i'm good i know myself i understand what i want in the future or yeah i don't know if there's a, 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 a like a stark line <laughs> i don't think there's a stark line where okay you know you get two months of solitude and then you're lonely like i don't think that's how it works that's not how it was for me i think it's all mixed into there together but I do think that in terms of conceptualizing, like I think that there can be too much solitude, right? If you're, so think about this, right? If you're, <laughs> if you're always with people and then you spend time alone, that would be considered solitude because mm -hmm. you're now solo in comparison to when you were with people. Now, if you're always alone, 
can that be considered solitude? Because you're not in contrast to community. You're just singular, right? And so that's when you become lonely, I think, is when there's no contrast anymore. It's not, I'm out here alone for some purpose, or I'm out here alone because I'm getting away from the community. It's if I'm just alone Mm -hmm. and I have nothing and I have no connections and I have nobody to rely on or to talk to, Mm -hmm. then you're alone then you're lonely. And I think those are very different things and they could be the same physical thing, right? You could be out camping alone and be in solitude or be lonely. They're, you know, it's not different physical things. It could be the same physical act, but different spiritual significance. So I think that's important. Like I Mm -hmm. did get to the point at the end of that trip where I was feeling like I don't, you know, I've left life behind and I'm going to go start a new one and I have nobody around me. So I need to find it. And that's where that desire started to come from. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's like, it's tempting to say, Oh, I could just be in solitude all the time. Well, I don't think that's possible. I think you'd just end up lonely. That's fair. Do you feel like you've ever had times of real solitude? Yeah, I mean... Or for that matter, times of true loneliness? Yeah, so I think it's... it's, I think I... Growing up, like, like, I didn't like being alone. Like, I always tried to find people to hang out with. Um, no matter what it was. Uh, so if I was with family, I was with family. If I was with, with friends, it was like always, there wasn't any point in time where I would need or find myself saying, okay, I think I should give some time to myself to like reflect. It was the go, go, go all the time. Like might as well. Like I, I don't really have anything more to that. Then I got to college and it was in my mind, isolation for, for four years. Um, but I didn't feel like it was isolation. It was like, hey, I have I have something to do and, and maybe it was because I had to prove to myself that I, I can uh, get a certain uh, grade average and, and do these classes even though I feel like I wasn't uh, that good in school. And so to me, I even though I honestly wouldn't hang out with that many people in college, it was very much like, let me just study. And if you look at the way my life was lived, it was like this man was basically in a prison for four years. But I didn't, I didn't feel that solitude, which is quite strange. Mm. And then moving out to Seattle, where like I didn't really know anybody, definitely like b- taking four years and just like spending it with just myself most of the time, like just through college, I honestly like brought that over here, but then slowly started to realize I can't just dive into just books and tests and stuff like that. And so I realized, listen, like I, I need to start having a community of some sort. And I think that's, that's really important because I started to realize that there's time, like you mentioned, that I can now dedicate to reflection. And I'm very comfortable with being by myself now, I think due to the experiences of college. But I need to start learning how to make a lot more time for community because I can only grow as much as as I have a combination of both isolation to reflect and also being a part of community. Because I think what we were saying before, like if you take solitude as a way to find yourself and then you use that to forge meaningful connections you can't do the latter half of that if you're not in a community and you you don't talk to people yeah i think that's well said i think it's a balance between a healthy healthy life would be a balance between the two right you're not always inundated by people 
just for the sake of being with people. You can find solitude and time alone to reflect and to maybe just to be alone with yourself and God, but then to also find fruit in being with other people because that's where we find relationships and that's where we find love. And that's the purpose of life, right? I would, I would take that stance. I don't know what you think about this, but I would say one of the deepest purposes in our life is community and loving each other and solitude might be a tool to help us attain that end, but not the other way around. And that was one of the things that I realized in that, at that campfire in the dark feeling that I was lonely and wanting community again, it solidified for me that this kind of fantasy of, Oh, I can go out and be alone in the forest and that'll be some great good, right? The solitude will be, uh, you know, a strength. It's the solitude can be good, but it's not an end in itself. There's nothing there in being alone. It can help you to, to develop yourself so you can be with other people, but that's the purpose. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you think about that. I think I feel that very strongly. I like that. And I'm on board with that, but I'm wondering like with that, we keep talking about taking this, like you, you need to have this foundation of like solitude and knowing yourself and reflection and then we've also talked about on the last episode, episode three, that you also gain massive benefits from conversation. And you use that as a way to, oh, like, I never actually thought of that, but because mm -hmm. we're having this conversation, I now do. So you're like almost having this reflection time with conversation. So how do you distinguish the two? I feel like we keep saying, take time to self-reflect, but then we also talk about you're actually self-reflecting when you're having conversation. So how, how do you yeah. distinguish the two? Well, I would say conversation is really good for gaining new insights and testing your ideas, right? Because if I say something stupid, you're responsible to tell me that it's dumb, right? Am, am I? Yeah, you are. And <laughs> if if I say something good and actually has an impact on you, then that's, that's worth knowing, right? Um, so the conversation is a proving ground. It's a testing ground. And the time that you spend early in the morning writing or walking alone and thinking that's time to think clearly and articulate what you believe or to pray, to ask God for clarity and understanding. And that might help you understand what you believe. Um, and so I think it's those kinds of times in solitude where you can distill what it is that you believe. Specifically, we're talking about, you know, ideas and beliefs, and then conversations are ways that you can test it and you can prove it. Uh, so that's how I would put the two next to each other. Okay, and that's fair. Yeah. But for, I guess for someone that's like really new to doing self-reflection, like how does how does that start? At least for you, like what like you mentioned, uh, either talking with God or, or writing in a journal. Like for me to to wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to give thirty minutes for self-reflection. Like, what does that even look like? What is like, how did you find that? And like, when you found that, like, how did you know, like, for, for, for instance, tomorrow morning, I can wake up and say, okay, like, I'm going to write um, some stuff in, in a journal that says maybe why I'm grateful or stuff like that. So I'm wondering, like, how did you find your routines? And then how did you know they were working? How do you know they're working is an interesting question, because I don't know if you get to know that uh, <laughs> you just have what you do. <laughs> but I, like I, I 
do unfrequently write in somewhat of a journal, um, just a, a place to write what I, I'm thinking about. Uh, sometimes they're, what do I have to do today? Sometimes they're dreams about what I'm trying to do in the future. Sometimes they're questions that I'm asking to God. Sometimes they're just prayers. And I, but I just type them out. Um, and I've found that I, I enjoy that as just a, like a blank, blank document that I can just start writing. Um, but that's just me. That's just what I've done. Um, I don't know. When I was, uh, camping, I would just go walk. I didn't write hardly anything mm. on that trip. I would just go walk and I would talk out loud or I would think, and that worked. It's just what, what's different times of life that have, have had different things. Do you have a, do you have a strict routine of what you do personally? Absolutely not. No, no? <laughs> I, I think yeah. the biggest thing that kind of has helped me recently is kind of what you mentioned is being able to like talk out loud. It sounds super weird. I remember walking outside the other day and, and I was just like, just talking and be like, okay, like how do you want your day to be and stuff like that? And I realized when I talk out loud, sometimes I can catch more things and I, I see someone walk past me and they looked at like this man needs to be locked up in some sense. And I like started to talk like a bit more quietly, but it does help. Like it, it helps quite a lot. Yeah. And then honestly, just trying to like be present has been super helpful for me. So whether that's, I mean, a lot of people talk about meditation. It's it's blown up over these past couple of years. But in my mind, the most important practice of meditation, and, and they talk about this, is like being present. But yeah. I don't think it has to be anything crazy. Like if I'm going for a walk, and honestly, there's, I maybe I've talked out loud like a crazy person for some time, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, like I don't really know what to do now. But I literally just try to listen to like my footsteps, or every time mm. my foot hits the ground, just like feel that, feel how heavy you are on the ground. And I feel like that's helped me just kind of be present and, and, and be in the moment. So I think these yeah. small things like tend to add up and mm. it's, I feel like there's a lot of creativity that comes from being alone. And so I recognize that too. And mm. yeah, you, pro you probably agree and probably have experiences and, and other people listening might've had other experiences, but I usually get my best ideas from when I'm not trying to think of how to solve something. It's like, hey, I'm yeah. either in the shower or I'm cooking or, or something along those lines. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, like, wait, that's something that I can kind of think about. Yeah. No, everything that you're saying, I think, is a great uh, counterbalance to some of what we talked about that maybe solitude has multi, many dimensions to it, right? There can be the very analytical side of solitude where I can sit down and this is something that I did. I had a month of time last year where I was necessarily alone. It was, it was March and I was in, uh, I was in the mountains and I was in a house alone and I, in a random town and I didn't know anybody. So I spent a month, right? And in that month I started writing, I created a document that was everything that I believed. And I was trying to articulate like, what exactly do I believe and write it down. And it was very analytical and it was very focused. And that was cool. That was really good for me. And I have that document and I'm able to look at that in, in times of solitude now and go back and read something that I had written and go, yeah, I do believe that. Or that is an interesting idea. I forgot about that, right? So solitude can be this very directed, analytical pursuit, but then it can also be walking around listening to footsteps, right? Just listening to the wind. And that that, that solitude of not 
not even doing anything, just kind of being present can be just as powerful, if not more powerful. See, I think that's important that there's dimensions to it. There's mul multiple ways of being in solitude and things that can come out of it. And I think the same is true of community, right? You brought up discussion. Discussion is much more analytical, kind of philosophical, if you do it right. You know, what are our ideas doing? Are they butting up? Which one's better? But then there's also <laughs> the community of, you know, your your friend is having a baby and you bring him a casserole. <laughs> or a, bun a bunch of people come over to your house and you just enjoy a meal together, right? Or somebody's yes. in need and you help them, right? Those are all community. They're different dimensions of it. But uh, <laughs> I think it's important to say that, right? It's not all analytical. I think some of the best solitude I've had has been when I'm not trying to do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like that. I, I, I was wondering, because you, you've had this trip, you had like this, this like long duration of solitude where I feel like I've heard of this in the past where a lot of like celebrities or something along those lines have some sort of like change in life. They go out to, I don't know, India for a month and have this like spiritual change. I'm wondering from your perspective, like, do you think there's a benefit to having this long duration of solitude to like maybe find your values if, if you feel a bit lost or you can, you don't need that long duration. You just need like small, small doses of it. Hmm. Have you ever done something like that long? No, long? I've always been, I've always been interested in, I don't, I, I feel like it's, it's a pretty big leap of faith to just like, cause yeah. I think to me, like the only way that's going to be beneficial is if you are completely isolated, like no emails, no, mm. nothing along those lines. And like, to me, it's like, that's a, it's a big commitment. Um, not only like to take time away from work, but it's like, you're taking a time away from your friends, your family, like everybody. Um, but yeah. to me, like, it's either all or nothing, and so it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah, it's hard to do, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're kind of a wacko, Ryan, because you don't drink coffee or watch TV or do anything on social media. So it, it's kind of a moot point for you. But uh, I would I would parallel it to uh, like if you're always on your phone, if you've ever tried to stop using your phone, the first week you're like. Uh, paranoid you know it's like you're mm. trying to go get it and you're trying to use it uh, but after a while you stop thinking about it and then your mind and your in your body start just doing other things right same thing with coffee right you have this physical response and then after a while your body kind of starts to create its own own chemicals on its own and you find out you don't actually need the coffee and I think that there is very there's definite power in enough of a duration alone where you can get past that first initial phase of I'm always with people and now I'm finally alone and I can be quiet and wow, this feels really good. Um, but then you let, let that simmer and you sit in that long enough, you do actually shift, like your your mindset changes, at least in my experience. So I think that, that there is real good value in it. I think for me a month is a good amount of time. It's hard to find, but if you can do it, it's, I do think it's different yeah, than a weekend alone. Okay. You, you mentioned your mind, your mindset shifts. Like what, what do you mean by that? Um, well, I think perspective is one, like to have a different perspective or you can say like a different set of eyes to see the world. Okay. Think about the way that you perceive the world when you have 
all of your um, your planned events and your responsibilities and all the things you're going to and all the people in your life that demand things from you, right? Good things, right? I mean, the best things that you have to go on a date with your girlfriend on Friday or you're going to volunteer on Wednesday or X, Y, and Z. But if you take that out, you end up with all of this time, right? Like, think about that. If you take away, take out everything that you have to do in your life, how much time you end up with, and then the question is, well, what am I going to do? What am I really at the bottom of this? Strip away all the things that I'm doing. What am I actually? And that's a very different perspective to be in. Hmm. Um, and I've found that to be very introspective. And yeah, like the last time I did that was last year. Like I said, I had a month where <laughs> I happened to be uh, running an art gallery for my cousin. Shout out to Foxtrot Gallery in uh, Driggs, Idaho. Just check it out if you're there. Uh, but I was running her gallery for her and uh, Katie Fox. And I was living in her house alone. And it was still the shoulder season. So it was like, it was still winter. It was snowing every day. Okay. It was a little mountain town. I knew nobody. And so I would just drive a couple miles and go to the gallery and drive home. And that was my day every day for a month. Oh, I remember I, this actually. Yeah, I ended up rereading textbooks from college just because I was like, oh yeah, I remember that being fascinating. I just started reading them. And then I would spend the whole day and sit at the, the table and I would just write. Like I wrote so much in that short amount of time just because there were no distractions and I was I had like a single mind. And... Uh, yeah, just it, it's it's interesting. I don't know how to describe it unless you've done it, but there's just a great deal of focusing that happens when there's not a lot else going on. That's what I'd say. That's fair. So I think it's useful, right? It's a tool, but I, I would like to stress that I don't think that that's an end. Like, do you know? Does it does it make sense what I'm saying when I say it's not an end? No, like, are you saying that it's like just a continual process? Like, you have to doing it over and over again it's mm. not like you have your month journey in the woods like a crazy person right. and then you you come back and it's like okay like i don't have to self-reflect it's like no no you have to yeah. you don't have to do like these long stints if you don't want to but you need to constantly be reflecting because you're constantly like taking new input in every day of your life so i think that's true there's no culmination right there's no being finished of growing right that would if you could finish growing then you'd be dead Right, like if you're not growing, yeah. you're you're not moving, so you're dead. So I do agree that there's no there's no culmination of, you know, the goodness that you can get from solitude. But I also am saying, in addition to that, that I don't think solitude is a good thing in and of itself for its own sake. That's what I, I see. Okay. Like the the being alone in the forest or in the desert, I don't think is, I don't think there's anything necessarily good in it to be desired on its own in a vacuum. I think it's good because of what it can do in comparison. And I think it's good in comparison to the community. That's, that's my main point. And that makes sense. The way I guess the way I'm picturing it in my head is you. the goal is you need to have some self-reflection in life. And it's extremely hard to do that with all the noise that's going through on, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so being in solitude is a massive tool that allows you to get what you need to get. So like it's like you 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 want self-reflection. It's almost impossible to have maybe with your daily life and you go through this mm -hmm. 
environment where it allows you to get there. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. Um, so then the question, I think the proper end, the proper like purpose of things is community. My question to you is, what do you think the re like, what do you think? Why is community so good? Like, why is it? Maybe, maybe you disagree with me. Maybe it's not the main purpose of our life, but why are relationships so important? Like in your perspective, what is, what is it about relationships that's better than just being alone? Yeah, I think, well, you kind of just hit on one of the points right there. Like perspective is a massive thing for me. I mean, the reason why we start talking is because every time we talk, like there's something I take away that I definitely wouldn't have been able to do sitting in the desert, uh, staring at the sky or something along those lines. I think yeah. we talked about this on the last podcast, but conversation brings n not necessarily like a new idea, but you can have two ideas that never attach to each other. And so that can form potentially a new idea that's actually maybe not even new in itself. But I think for community, like I think we're, we're made to basically be with each other in some sense like we're made to try to interact and and help each other and so i think the biggest thing for me is when i'm going through life a massive part is how how can i benefit someone in some way that doesn't have to give me a win in any scenario so just loving other people in in a way that is unconditional and if you approach life from from that part of okay i i want to be able to just help others then you're forced to be in a community you're forced to be around others uh, because like you, you have no choice so to me like i get the most joy and the most satisfaction from from those things and that's why to me like i think it's very hard for me to not have a community but i think going back to we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast like being alone like we've mentioned like some really great things but there's so many times where in my opinion it's not good to be alone like we talked about grief and loss and yeah. as a like the way that we go through life is so complicated and it's so hard to understand so many different emotions that we feel. And, and like for, for, I think a big thing is like when you're feeling some sort of grief or loss or something in that category, it's like, I want to be alone. I, I want to, I just want to sit in my bed all day. I don't want to wake up. And you need those other people to say, Hey, listen, I, I've been through this before and you're going to get through this. And it's hard for you to picture. And it, it's just more perspective, but it's like, Maybe this is the first time you're going through something. Maybe your dog died and it's like, listen, like I've been through this before and these are the ways that have helped me because there's just so much knowledge out there. There's so much wisdom from other people that I feel like you just can't comprehend, especially people that are like our age. Like there's so much that we just haven't gone through. So when we go through something that might seem like the end of the world, it's just, it's just not. Hmm. Yeah. You said loving people is important. Why do you think that? Or to say differently, you, you also said some of the most, you know, like the best things that you feel are in relation to other people. Why do you think that yeah. is? I don't know. Like to me, it's, and this is not like, oh, I've always felt this way. I yeah. feel like I have done a lot of stuff in the past where it's very transactional. It's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna make friends with you, but I I better get something in return because I'm yeah. I'm not doing this just to to do yeah. this. And it's like small talk and stuff like that. And I don't know. I've had this massive change of like, okay, I can I can keep talking to people and like networking and I can gain something out of them. But at the, at the end of the day, like, what's what's the point? Like, why? Like, yeah. I'm gonna what accumulate more stuff or more wealth and stuff yeah. like that. And to be honest, it's 
it's just <laughs> i feel like there's some happiness you can get from it but it's so temporary but when you start changing your perspective of like how can i benefit someone in some way when you approach that with any problem or or anything you're going through with life it becomes it becomes enjoyable and i think a big reason why i started like this journey of okay let me stop making relationships transactional is i feel like a lot of people our age are trying to find meaning and purpose like it's a, it's a massive thing do i quit my job do it do i go to a startup do i do my own startup and to me i was kind of in the same boat of like waking up and honestly just feeling like like, what am I doing? Like this, like maybe I can start this app or this website or something along those lines. And then for some reason, like, I mean, not for some reason, I just started studying and looking into stuff. And when I started waking up and saying, okay, who can I benefit today? That would immediately get me out of bed because it's like, it's not about me anymore. And to me, right. like that is, that's energetic right there. Like you, you can, I don't know, to, to me, I have a, in my opinion, a very good circumstances, the way I was raised and everything along those lines. And so for me to say, okay, how can I create this app that can, that can help people like maybe make more money? Like, okay, like that can, that can fossil some energy at the beginning, but it's maybe short term compared to how many, how many people can I feed today that might, that might be starving? And it's like, it's just not about you at that point. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you find if you, look even at a surface level of christianity that's that's the claim is that life's about love right <laughs> that yeah. the the purpose is love that's the purpose that is it and you can get caught up in the love of money but that would be misguided right or you could be caught up in having all these things but that might be missing the mark and those things aren't bad but if you miss the fact that it's all about love and about the person next to you that you've you've missed what it's all about right um and i think the inter most interesting point to me is that god as described in the bible god is love that's the definition god's like central attribute is god is love he's all-knowing he's all-powerful he's the creator of all things but that's what it says god is love and uh and so the question is kind of if god is love then why is that not enough for us, right? Why do you need anything else? And that's kind of what you were saying to me, right? Just that you can chase after all these things, you can do all these things, you can do all this work, but if it's not coming back to loving people and loving God, then what's the point? It's, it's shallow, it's hollow, it's empty. Yeah, I, I think there's, I, I mean, a large part of it is like trying to like chase wealth. Um, by no means do I think I'm rich and I, I've, I've hit where uh, people our age like want to be in, in any sense but I feel like there's like this invisible number that you can say okay I want to I want to have this much money and I'll be happy and to me it's like I mean I know there's been so many studies so I'm not going to be someone that talks about these studies of like hey after like $70,000 a year like you actually don't get that much more happiness because some other guy some other podcast is going to state it way better than I can but I, I think if you like frame it like that of like, okay, let me have a number. I don't know. To me, it's still, I still feel like it's hard to, to find that, that happiness that's going to spark you to get energized throughout the day. And, and you could, and people, people find that. And that's, that's fantastic. But to me, like it's the sparks start flying when everything starts to, to not be about myself. And you're right. Like, I think a way that to me has been super interesting to approach a situation is like, okay, I'm, 
I have this problem or I have this scenario that happened and it could be super basic, but what would Jesus do? Like if he's the definition of like what good is, what would he do? And if I do that, is that something that is going to be practical? And a big thing that I feel like I do is I always do the pros and cons. I guess just being an engineer, it's like, okay, if I do this, what are the pros? What like what what is the outcome of this? And most of the time, the cons like if I said them, they're just like it's just like, are you kidding? Like, why would you not do them? Like, okay, let's for instance, if you go and and just say hi to someone uh, at some random place, it's like maybe they look like they're feeling down, and it's like, okay, like the cons are like not that bad. Like you might get punched in the face, but probably not. And the right. pros are like massive. You could like make someone smile, like which is a fantastic thing. So that's how right. I approach it, I guess. Yeah, and that's to some extent the 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 injunction of, of the gospel is that, uh, mm. you know, believe in Jesus, believe in sacrifice he made for you. Let it change your life. And then let, let that be the sole driving factor of what you do. And don't think about the cons because the cons are so small in comparison, right? Pursue love and pursue truth and do what is good. And then don't worry about the cons. <laughs> the cons are nothing in comparison. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, that is the belief. That's, that's what Jesus is asking you to do is follow me and don't worry about the, what the world says, right? Don't worry about the numbers in your bank account. Don't worry about X, Y, and Z, which ladder you're climbing at work. So yeah, I think that that, I think that's, that to me is an end, right? We started this talking about solitude. Is there, is there like a kind of final purpose in being alone? And I think in contrast, you find a much deeper, more solid foundation in love being being an end for your life of purpose. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. All right. So anything you want to say to, to wrap it up? Is there any last thoughts you have to, or any piece of advice that you can give someone that's listening? I've given advice the last couple times. What about you? What you got? <laughs> okay. Well, I guess... For me, if you're listening to this and you maybe are just super busy throughout life and you're trying to to step away or trying to, to be alone, then I would recommend trying to just be present in the moment. Maybe, maybe not take a step away at first because it's super, it's super hard. So you can still be with other people and just try to find yourself being present, not trying to think about a million things when you're talking to someone else. And then if you can do that, then start spending small amounts of time. Like it's just small stuff that makes change. So wake up and just journal, like say what you're grateful for. And I think that can honestly make, make a massive difference. And, and for the people that are feeling lonely because maybe you're alone all the time, it's, it's definitely tough, especially with after like COVID. And I would recommend maybe you've done your reflections and you want to start trying to form some meaningful connections with, with what you've kind of, accepted about yourself and the values that you found there's plenty of i think ways that you can try to find that through different activities like seattle is pretty big for frisbee uh there's a lot of groups you can find on facebook uh if i don't know if if you're a part of a church or if you follow a certain religion but you can find community in those uh different places and honestly like just going up to someone and and just saying hey uh this is my name this is who i am i know this is a random but you'd be surprised people want to talk like this is just something that we're like born to do so i wouldn't shy away from that 
Amen, man. I love it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today on I've Been Thinking. We are truly grateful for your time and, and stay tuned for next week. Thanks so Cheers, much. Man. It's been a pleasure. Cheers.